Welcome to the recap. This is the part of Pastoring Out Loud where we recap the previous week's sermon. Uh, Daniel's not here. He's on sabbatical now. Good so, for him. Yeah, good for him. I'm, Hope you're not listening. Yeah. You better not be listening. <laughs> Disconnect, Daniel. Disconnect. Uh, yeah, he usually has an acronym for what recap stands for and I'm not as good at that. So we were just remembering, remembering, what did we say? Remembering every Canaanite and Perizzite. That's right. <laughs> Appropriate for Genesis and genealogies. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's where we're at. Anyway, (laughs) hi guys. Uh, Dave's here. Hi, Dave. Hello. Stacy is joining us. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Um, And Dave just preached through Genesis 15. Was it 7 through 22? Mm -hmm. Is that what it was this last week? Um, It was a really encouraging sermon um, just on God keeping his own promises and God being faithful. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything that you would have wanted to develop more? in the sermon that you didn't really have time to hit on? Well, we talked about it before, <laughs> before we, before we got on here. Um, so I alluded to it, but when I was talking about the covenant and God keeping his own promise, one of the things I said was, so what does God expect from us? Mm-hmm. And my answer that I talked about just a little in the sermon was he just expects us to trust him, mm-hmm. to depend on him. Another word for that is faith. Right. Um, and then I thought you... I don't want to steal your thunder because you just had some really good things to say about how faith functions in covenants. And so why don't you say what you said? Because it was good. Well, yeah, because I kept thinking there are parts in the Abrahamic covenant where, you know, God's just keeping his promises, right? He's faithful to himself. He's not going to break his promise, but he does give some conditions for Abraham. Yep. So like, for example, in Genesis 12, he says, you need to go to this place. Yep. And so, and if Abraham doesn't go, you know, then... That he doesn't fulfill. The rest of Genesis mm-hmm. yeah, isn't there. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> and so there are conditions, and Abraham but... Abraham stayed. <laughs> yeah, but at each point where it talks about Abraham's, uh, what he did, like in the New Testament, yep. he just says, the, the, the writers just say that was faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that was, it was credited to him as righteousness. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And that yep. was, that's just what it is. Yep. And so... The condition of the covenant is trust. Trust mm-hmm. God, have faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then if you don't, well, then you don't have faith and you're not in the covenant. Right, right. Um, so it's just, there are conditions in, in these covenants, but when you do those things, you're just trusting God right. and it's credited to you as righteousness. So it's not the, right. it's just your faith. Trust me, do what right. I say. Right. Okay, I believe your promise. Right. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a great exercise for anyone listening to this if you want to get a lot of uh, color on the book of Genesis. Or another way to say it, if you want to see how the the Bible interprets the Bible, right? It'd be great for people just to go read Romans four, Galatians three, and Hebrews eleven, and just and just keep yeah. rereading and, those. And James two, yeah, James two. Yep, that'd be a great one too. Um, <clears throat> but and and the only other thing I'd say is you know what, what we saw in this. <clears throat> Uh, what we saw in this chapter, so when I talk about uh, salvation or covenant, for example, and, you know, we, there, there's there's e- there's even like the ideas of uh, Calvinism or are you Calvinistic or are you Arminian, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we can talk about those things. And sometimes uh, we, we pit them against each other as if they're complete opposites. But what I like to say when I talk about, for example, a Calvinistic perspective is that I'm not, I'm not, uh, pitting God's sovereignty 
and man's responsibility against each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about which one is more foundational. Yep. And I, so I think that's what Genesis 15, 7 to 22 shows is, hey, I'm calling you to these conditions. I'm calling you to, to these things, but, but I've made promises and I'm going to put you to sleep and say that I'm the one that's going to ultimately keep these promises. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a similar picture. I didn't, I didn't go into this at all either, but I mean, he puts, I said, it, I said a sentence about it. He puts Adam to sleep, right? right. And, he, and mm-hmm. he, he's creating the first covenant there between man and woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so God is at every point- Oh, that's interesting. In charge, of, that in charge of the story. He's working his plan. He's keeping his promises. And then he does call us to mm. faith, to trust him. Right. And we talked a little bit about this before we get started too, but what's so helpful about Abram, soon to be Abraham, mm-hmm. Abram, is um, is that he is imperfect in his trust. Like we've seen that over and over again. Right. Um, I forget. Some someone said to me that as they've been listening to Genesis, the thing that struck them is that um, when they when when we fail, it doesn't make us faithless or failures. It just means that our faith is being <laughs> sanctified. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. being tested. We're being it's, grown. We're being, you know... Um, it's imperfect faith, but it's real faith. But it's real faith. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's how we're supposed to read this. And 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 in so many ways, that's just that's exactly where we are too. We're just, by God's grace, our faith is real, but it's just way more up and down than we wish it was. And I think what we'll see in Genesis, with e- actually with each of the main characters, mm-hmm. is that their faith grows. Uh, God actually grows their faith so that as we watch them go along, they're they're trusting him more. Yep. More and more. Yeah. One of the verses that popped into my mind on Sunday as you were talking about this is Colossians 1, uh, 21, and 20, 21 to 23. Yeah. Which is, in you who were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled you in his body of flesh by his death. So in Christ... In order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So who's doing the reconciling? God. God does the work. He keeps his promises. But then verse 23, if indeed you continue in the faith. That's right. That's stable right. and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you've heard. Yeah. So again, how do you know that that promise applies to you, that Christ in the new covenant is going to keep his promises? Faith. And if you have faith, he is not breaking that because you're in the covenant. Yeah, that's right. It's 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 why we ask in uh, waters of baptism, are you now trusting? Yep. Now, are you trusting him right mm-hmm. now? So good. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you found particularly encouraging, Stacy, that you wanted to bring up? Not specifically. I think just the sermon overall was helpful after last week, just mm-hmm. some hard events and things. Yeah. It was just really hopeful to think about the Lord and just his kindness and um, I don't know, gentleness or something to just remind Abraham, you know, of these promises. Like, even though he'd already said it, he'll just keep saying it again. Like he knows mm-hmm. we're weak and we forget and sub. So, mm-hmm. um, but was there a particular way that this passage encouraged you or ministered to you as you prepared for it? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I alluded to it on Sunday, you know, I joked about, um, I said it's in my nature to have other people to to offer other people to take my sermons and then to act as if they I didn't offer later. Um, <laughs> that's just how I work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm and that kind of thing comes way too naturally. If people only knew the things I was thinking while I was up there preaching, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I needed this sermon. I think that there's just uh, the last month to two months has been very, very heavy, um, heavy in a bunch of ways um, that I probably don't need to talk about on this podcast, um, mm-hmm. but just heavy in a bunch of ways and seeing God's unswerving commitment to his promises to his people was really, really good for my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and even built into this text, I think, because of the way we read the Bible here, is just this, not, not only his unswerving commitment in the present and his keeping in the present, but this heavenly city, you know, this, this ultimate reality. Mm-hmm. And both of those really matter, you know. So I, I want to hope in this heavenly city and realize these things are temporary. He's going to make all things new. And I got to hope there. And that's really helpful for my soul to not hope here, but I still have to live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still yeah. here. I'm still here. And so it's also good to remember God right now is keeping his promises to me. Whatever's happened in my life is working for my good. It's pursuing me with goodness and mercy and he's going to get me there, but he's going to get me there by me being here. <laughs> and so, yeah. yep. um, so, yep. so both of those, both of those I think are right in Genesis 15 and just really, really, it was really important that I got to preach those and study that for 15 or 20 hours last week. Mm. God knew. He yeah. had yeah. a plan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and what, I mean, just what an amazing, we can end with this, but just what an amazing picture of God walking through the mm-hmm. sacrifice yep. himself mm-hmm. yeah. and how that points to Jesus. Yeah. Yep. God yep. being the sacrifice for us. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible and so encouraging. So thanks for preaching it, man. Mm -hmm. That was great.